the Immortal Podcast, episode 26. We'll begin in five, four, three, two. What is up, my friends? My name is Echo, and I'm here with my boy Nemo from the Scrappy Academy YouTube channel with episode 22 of the Immortal Podcast. We've gotten about four to five days into Diablo Immortal's official launch. It's here, Nemo, and uh, yeah, exciting times. We're going to be talking about our impressions of the game, what we think of it, the good, the bad, what the community thinks, and of course, what you guys think from the comments and the questions right here on Twitch and on YouTube. Nemo, thanks for coming through, man. How's Diablo Immortal been for you? Oh, it's always a pleasure being here, and you know, with you and the rest of the fam, so uh, great to have episode 26. Mm -hmm. I've been having a blast, right? I've been uh, just grinding Immortal. I've been uh, playing nonstop, actually, since the game came out. And I'd love to start talking about it. There's a lot we should talk about, so let's get going. Yes, yes, there is a lot that we should talk about. So I think we're going to start out the show by reminding everyone that we're going to talk about a couple of topics, and then we're going to be looking at what you guys think as well. The questions that you have, we're going to be pulling them straight from Twitch and YouTube. And just a reminder that all of this will be on the YouTube channel once this is done, once the live version, so you can watch it back. And it's also going to be on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and all those platforms. Everything is going to be linked down below. And it's not too late. Our giveaway is still going on where you could win one of 25 battle passes. Nemo and I are going to be giving these away. Well, we're going to be giving them away bi-weekly every other week we'll be giving away 25 battle passes so you guys can get involved in that element of the game as well but nemo uh let's start off with first of all you are the barbarian and you're a pretty beastly looking barbarian do you want to uh do you want to show everyone what you got going so far with your barb mine mine yet is not max level yesterday was my son's birthday so we had the birthday stuff i did not play very much i am a level 57 or 58 barbarian i believe but you have me beat nemo so why don't you take everyone through what you got going on sure sounds good um so yeah i'm a i got to paragon 8 so far so if you just wanted to go look at my stats right here there's my barb um so currently uh obviously i got to max level i'm a paragon 8 so i'm working on upgrading and maxing my gear slots if you notice all of my gear slots are being driven to uh, level 6 and I talk about that in some of my other videos, because if you're able to go to level six, you're able to unlock a, uh, an extra attribute. And that's kind of what happens here at six, 11 and 16. As we talk about in some of our, our videos, you're able to unlock certain attributes. So that's what I'm doing, upgrading each one of my gear slots to, um, to level six and then my secondary slots to level two. And this is going to grind that to 11 next, then 16 and uh, maxing out. I also got a nice charm. Notice my charm actually has a Wrath of Berserker damage on it. So a little bit more, and I'm able to get the fifth uh, the fifth one added here. And then I can either, uh, you know, get a, uh, get a turn into a stone and sell it or try to figure out a way where I can get and imbue other skills into it. So my charm game is actually working out pretty well so far. Uh, my gems are actually on fire. So since I've had some, uh, some beta credits that I've used for uh, testing out the gem system in Immortal, right? I know what's going on now. So I'm able to put my money in the best possible situation. And again, I'm, I'm doing this for a video. But since I have the credits, I'm going to be making a video about the gem guides and all that good stuff, gem resonance. So I'm actually, I was actually able to resonate two of my gems so far. So my top one-star gems, Trick Shot, and then this one is resonated past level 10. We can talk about that later. I don't want to put everybody to, to, uh, to sleep. And then my other gems are getting up there as well. I have one that's like a rank five. I have another one that's a rank five. And then I also have two five-star gems. I got lucky. One of them being the best gems in the game, Blood Soaked Jade at level two or rank two already. And then the second one being the Phoenix of the Ashes, also at rank two because I'm building a PvP build. So long story short, my barbarian is on fire, working pretty good. Uh, also, I want to show you a lot of people are asking for this. So, so far, this is what my attributes look like. And my combat rating is at 1075. So I'm driving to 1250 combat rating. So we can do LaSalle difficulty too. Echo, nice. uh, nice, how's man. that? <laughs> that was great. I mean, you gave a lot of uh, higher level stuff, not even high level account stuff, but high level like thinking like gem resonation probably things that a lot of players haven't gotten into yet now you mentioned that we had some credits because when we played the beta if you spent any money inside of the game we got all of that money back 
in the form of some type of a Diablo Immortal credit so we can spend it again in the game now. Now, I will I will say that when I was in the uh, the beta, I didn't know as well how much I, what I was spending on. You know, I was kind of learning along the way, but now we get a, a better understanding of actually what we're spending on. So, um, I also have been spending those credits along the way, and uh, it's it's gone pretty well. Um, Nemo looks like we may have lost Nemo's connection, but we'll get him back. But I'll just uh, keep talking here as we go. Let me let him know that we lost him really quickly. And um, then we will be back. Okay. So, gems. It's really important that you have the gems inside of the game. And I'm going to just kind of go through some of the questions that I get. Because I live streamed for 7 hours on the 1st. I live streamed for 12 hours on the 2nd. And then the day after that, I live streamed for a few hours as I was beating LaSalle and doing all that inside of the game. Looks like we do have Nemo back, which is great. So um, a lot a lot of people that are starting out Diablo Immortal, you know, we take for granted, Nemo, that we know so much information because we've played Alpha and we've played two betas. But a lot of people, they, don't, they just don't know this stuff yet. They haven't watched all the videos or some of them haven't watched any videos. And they're just diving into the game for the first time with zero knowledge. And um, it's important that we kind of bring people through all of that. So I put out a video talking about some of the day one stuff, like super basic stuff from the beginning, like auto pick up your things. Make sure you connect your server to the proper server so you can play with friends so you don't lose that account. And then I put out a video the following day answering about 15 of the most asked questions from my 12-hour stream, which was, next level not high level but you know it's not entry day but maybe day two level where you really want to know how do you grind when you're trying to get some power because you can't go to the next stage because you're not a high enough level yet so a lot of that information was there and something that i learned before i handed over back to nemo was one of the best ways to do this is through and maybe nemo can you pull this up on your screen share in a minute um, just to show everyone and walk everyone through it. But one of the best ways to do it is to do the uh, do your daily events. Because something that I didn't even realize is if your daily events, if one of them is to run an Elder Rift and you can get eight progression on your battle pass, you could do that a hundred times and you're going to just continuously get that reward. It doesn't go away. So it's really nice that we are... Um, it's really nice that we are trying, to, that we're able to just grind that battle pass because really the battle pass progression is the best part. But it looks like Nemo can't get his screen share uh, going, which is fine. But what's what's been your number one way, Nemo, when you get to a phase and you just can't go anymore? And I know you're, you've already been through the campaign, but when you can't unlock a next phase, what, what did you do to power up or to level up your character so that you could get yourself to unlock the next phase and, and get on into it? Sure. Um, there are some stop gaps in the game, right? Like you mentioned, when you're running through, you'll be like, hey, get to level 50. Good luck. And when you do, come back to us um, because you can't progress to the next zone. There's a few things you can do. Like Echo said, you can run the Elder Rift because they'll give you some stuff. They'll give you the XP. There's really a lot of stuff you could do. One of my favorite things, so I kind of I, I kind of just, what I do is I, I change between some of the activities. So I'll do, I'll switch to a featured activity so you get extra points and I'll go run dungeons. That's one of the best ways to probably level up. There are two specific dungeons in the game, one called Mad King's Breach, and the other one is called the Forgotten Tower. Those two dungeons are really the fastest and the most efficient. So long story short, if you watch some of the streams that Echo has been doing, or maybe some of the other content creators, they'll go through and they'll run that back and forth. In a group of four, you want to try to run it at least, well, you want to get four people because that gives you uh, also a gem find feature where you're able to get possibly extra gems while you're running these dungeons. So you get the four friends together, you get into like a Mad King's Breach, and you just run that nonstop over and over and over. It's very, very efficient. In fact, you can even be as efficient as possible by like going into the dungeon and then from there teleporting back to town to, uh, to salvage your gear so you can continually run it. You also can go on top of that in the Forgotten Tower and try to split the four people and do uh, massacre bonuses as well. If you send two people in the front and then two people kind of hold back in the Forgotten Tower, you're able to complete the tower and keep the Massacre bonus really high. You get even more XP by doing things like that. So you can squeeze the game a little more by running those two dungeons. And then the other thing I really like to do is Challenge Rifts. I like to push Challenge Rifts because they give you 
besides all the, the bonuses, the glory, and the extra loot if you win at the end, they also give you the enigmatic dust. And that's what you need to upgrade your secondary gear, which will make you more powerful and you know, be able to actually destroy demons a little bit faster. So those are really the things that I do. Du run dungeons, run Elder Rifts, make sure that I use up all of my crests, and of course, uh, run CRs and push them. Those are the three most important. Thanks Wait a lot, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Just so everyone knows, the footage in the background was just a replay from one of my live streams. Uh, it looks like it was my day two live stream at the start of the day. So essentially on day one, I got myself, I think it was level 41 uh, in the first seven hours of gameplay. Now let's talk about the, the grind overall, right? Because I have a lot of people telling me, oh, I'm progressing so great through the game. I'm already at level 25 and I've only been playing for a few hours, right? And something that you guys need to understand is Diablo Mortal is a grind. The game is a grind. So um, a lot of the times you're going to be moving yourself along. You get into that grind. You're like, yes, progression is happening. I'm not getting any of these stop gaps that Nemo talked about. And then, boom, you hit level 35, things slow down. You hit level 40, things get pretty slow. And that's when you have to start doing a bunch of the stuff that Nemo and I are talking about right now, just to try and get yourself over the hump, do those daily activities, which is great because it gets lets you experience the rest of the game as well. And then you're going to be able to move on to the final stage. So for me, getting to the Realm of Damnation, you have to be level 56 before you can actually unlock the Realm of Damnation to get into it, right? Or so you can actually do anything while you're in there and um i think i was at a level 52 so i had to grind four levels at that higher level where it takes a long time to get it done before i could actually get inside of there and unlock it and it took a while but again doing elder rifts mad king's breach over and over again just allows you to grind up that that power and it's not even power grind up your level i should say and make your way through it and then wow I have a video coming out about that stage, by the way, and uh, I really did love it. It's my favorite in the game. Uh, what did you think, Nemo, um, before we get into monetization and stuff like that? Because I know that the chat wants to talk about it, um, and I'm not scared to, so we're going to. What did you think of the Realm of Damnation? I loved it. It was one of my <laughs> favorites, for sure. I mean, besides, I, I, I honestly thought that the Tundra, Frozen Tundra was my favorite. And I thought that the Cavern of Echoes and, and, you know, of course, because you're my friend, but really it's because it's the best dungeon in the game. I really loved the Cavern of Echoes. But this one, the Pit of Anguish and this new zone take, takes the cake. That boss at the end, I don't know. I'm not going to. Well, some of I guess some of you may have watched the streams, but I don't want to spoil it. The end fight of the boss is absolutely epic. I really love that last part. I don't want to spoil it, so I won't yeah. say anything, Danko. Well, but I mean, I, I'm going to spoil it in a few days with the uh, with the video. But hey, if you don't want to know what the end boss looks like, you don't have to watch the video, right? It's very clear that that's what the video is about. Um, but people want to talk about, about the monetization, Nemo. And uh, I think we should talk about it here today. Now, I watched a great video um, last night, and it was actually put out by Riker. And he was doing all of his news stuff, and then he spoke about what he felt about monetization in Diablo Immortal. And um, a couple of points that he made that I thought were good points is, one, he's a PC gamer, right? That's, that's his roots. And he was speaking for the PC community saying, this type of monetization is not something that, that people are used to. People that are PC gamers experiencing Diablo Immortal and maybe mobile style monetization for the first time, they're not gonna like this. And, uh, and, and I happen to agree. But something that us mobile gamers people that play mobile exclusively, it's kind of something that we've gotten used to and that we it's in a lot of the games we play. So it's less of a shock, I guess I should say. But I, we have to answer the question, is it pay to win, right? And it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy answer for me. And I'm going to bring you on the screen, Nemo, so you could type, hop in here as well. If you want to play Diablo Immortal, and if you want to be the number one Immortal on your server... Unless if everyone is free to play on your server and you would somehow be able to organize that, you would def it's it's definitely got it's definitely pay to win if you want to be the number one, if you want to be the best, and if you want to be competitive inside of Diablo Immortal. But Nemo, why don't you take people through everything they can do inside of the game as free to play and everything that they can experience? Because I mean, I grinded through a 20, 25 hour campaign, and you could do all of that completely for free. You could do a lot of other things too. So why don't you take through people through some things that take zero money, zero wallet whatsoever. Sure, that sounds good. We can start there. 
So you can do pretty much everything in the game for free, right? Um, as a casual or even a focused player, I talk about that and I actually made a video about pay to win like 45 minutes, breaking all this stuff down. But at the end of the day, right, we have to sort of like group people into certain groups, right? Some people are casual. Some people are sort of like focused where they play a couple of hours a day, but they don't like spend their life doing it. And then you have a bunch of people who are super hardcore, who just plays game nonstop all the time. They want to be on the best at the top of the leaderboards and et cetera. So for all of the casual to focus players, they're most likely going to be able to do everything in the game until you get to like the highest levels, right? So if you're trying to like the do gem resonance, for example, right now, the gem resonance is locked behind a paywall. You need a donning, a donning echo, a material to unlock gem resonance. Gem resonance is like level 10 gems and higher, super end game. Like for you to get there as a free to play player, it's going to take a while. So Technically speaking, you can enjoy the rest of the game for free, right? You can play all of the levels, all the classes are free, all of the gear is free, every activity is free. You can participate in most stuff. Now, there's some activities that, that might be locked behind the uh, leveling, right? For example, the Hell Aquarius, you need to get to a certain power level before you play it. There's that. And, and then maybe the Immortal stuff, you're not going to be able to probably participate in the Immortality because that's a very, very exclusive group of 300 people in the server. And most likely, those are going to be the top-end players, which most likely will be pay-to-win. And there's no way as a free player you'll be able to keep up there. But you can still play PvP in Battlegrounds, which at the moment is a little uh, rough. There are some people in PvP who are complaining because pay-to-win is definitely affecting the PvP system currently, right now, the way it is in the game. There's a few players that are just going around and just one-shotting people. Uh, I've heard that before as well. But other than that, really, technically speaking, you can play and enjoy the game as much as you want for free until you reach the end game where you need to progress and maybe compete on, on the highest uh, level. That's kind of where it is. Yeah, I think that was a, a good breakdown of it. And, I mean, for me, I'm not someone that's going to... And I've, I've mentioned this before. I'm not someone that's going to want to or try to push to be an immortal. I mean, maybe at some point if I if I get the urge, but I don't think that that's something, as at least as of right now, that interests me. I want to play as a shadow. I want to enjoy everything that the game has to offer. I want to enjoy playing with my friends and be able to really understand everything there is to understand about the game, learn it all, because there is a lot to learn right there. Um, but yeah, the, the pay-to-win element lies if you're trying to be number one, if you want to be the immortal. And then there are abilities... There are things that you could do that you could spend real money on that will make you stronger and give you better chances of doing that. Now, we do have a question in the chat, Nemo. Uh, I want to grab this really quick. Let me let me grab this so we could do this right. It's from Forrest, and uh, I think it's a nice question. So one second here. I'm trying sure. to do this all um, official. There's also a few questions about bugs, and then there were some questions about <clears throat> how much we spend in the game, too. All right, cool. So let's... Let's actually let's talk about how much we spend in the game first, because I also had about $150 worth of credits, Nemo, from the beta. And because I had those credits, right, it's very easy for me to spend because I already spent it. It's I'm like spending it again for the second time. So I've bought every single pack that came up to me from dungeons. So when I reached the Mad King's Breach, I bought that pack. When I reached uh, the Realm of Damnation, what was the map? What was the uh, dungeon in Realm of Damnation again? I forget the name of it. Pit of Anguish. The Pit of Anguish. I bought that pack, which was the most expensive pack. I think it was a $20 one. I bought the Battle Pass. I bought the Boon of Plenty. And I bought the um, the third one that comes out. Nemo, if your screen share is working, can you pop that up again really quick? Just pop yeah. up the... Uh, yep. Here, pull, pull it up for me. I want to see. Um, go to the shop. Yep. And show us the services, services cool right. so i i picked up the battle pass i picked up the boon of plenty and i picked up prodigy's path now prodigy's path is something that nemo and i we had no idea that this was going to be coming to the game nemo hit me up he's like echo there's another pass type system you can get when you get to level 45 or something like that and essentially 45 yeah you get more rewards as you can see the adepts prize is on the screen right now those are free you get some legendary gear. You get all. You get a bunch of great stuff. Scrap materials. It's all one hundred percent for free. But if you pay, I think it was five ninety nine. You also get. No, it's, it was nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen Okay, sorry about that. Nineteen ninety nine, uh, which quite a bit more. Every single level that you jump, you get 
an extra Legendary Crest or two, and Scoria. Remember, Legendary Crests, you put into Elder Rifts and they give you Legendary Gems. Scoria, you are going to refine at the Blacksmith, and then that will upgrade your Heliquary, which is going to make you more powerful as well. Scoria and Legendary Crests are hard to come by if you are a free-to-play player. They are just not something that's as abundant, so this is a good opportunity to get them, but again, it is something that you have to pay for. Nemo, what do you think about this? Obviously, you have it. I can see. Oh, and look at this. It actually goes through Paragon as well. Did I explain that correctly or did I make any mistakes? Do you get extra every time you upgrade or is it every five levels of upgrade? So you did a, you did a pretty good job. There's just two price pools, a free one and a paid one. And every five levels, starting at level 45, so 45, yeah. 50, 55, and so on, you get the prizes on both the left and the right if you pay for the Prodigy Path. And and they scale, go all the way. Now, the one thing about this is this is just one-time purchase per, per progression. It's not right. like a battle pass that you have to purchase every month. You buy it one time as you progress to help you uh to help you progress and if you notice that the last tiers is where it gives you a lot of enigmatic dust the only way to get this is to beat high level challenge rifts so this is massive to get this much enigmatic dust as well and of course scoria is the exact translation you take scoria you bring it to char, char C, make it hellfire scoria upgrade your heliquary get more combat rating which is power yeah, exactly. And and as you can see from the chart right here, I knew I was a little off with some of that, so thanks for coming in and, and uh, clarifying. You get rewards every 10 levels once you start getting yourself into the Paragon. So level 45 Paragon, 55, all the way it seems to 85 Paragon. And at that point, it seems to stop. Will they add to this for the future for when people start getting to 100, 200 Paragon? Possibly. But as of right now, it's a one-time purchase and it goes up to level 85 in the Paragon. So I, what have I spent inside of the game? Um, I didn't actually add it all up as I went, Nemo, but I probably spent, I bought all three of those services and I bought every pack that's come along the way, every like discounted deal pack. I've probably spent about 100 to $120 inside of the game. Where are you at with your spend? So I spend a lot more. Um, because of my other videos, uh, like you said, right, I have the, the credits from the uh, old videos. And I, I remember I dropped a lot of money on those to make sure that I get the, the testing done. Yep. So I have $450 worth of credits. Um, wow. I so far spend, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so far spend about 350 of it. And at, at this point, I still have some gem power left uh, and a few things like that. Like I'm saving some of the gem power so I can upgrade it later. But at the end of the day, I bought literally everything. So I bought every pack. Um, I bought every service. I bought every treasure trove that you get and you get them starting from the first one being 99 cents all the way to the end game. When you beat the game and you get to hell one difficulty, the first dungeon that you do I believe you get a chest. I uh, it was like $55 or something like that because they scale up. And so I bought all of the treasure trove chests that they give you because it gives you the extra percentage. Again, this is all for testing. It's not like I'm trying to do this, but I also want to know how far you get. And I'm doing a whole bunch of videos for the free to play players and the pay to win players. So there's a lot of research involved in that. Um, but so far, like right around 400, I'd say I'm, I'm going to spend another 50 or 50. I'm spending another hundred. Uh, mm -hmm. Finish it up. Finish up my uh, my credits and see how far that gets me. Make a few videos from there and see see where we we'll go. All right, now That's I got it. But I bought everything. Thank you, and I appreciate you sharing. Um, so I just logged into my game because before we talked about combat rating, and that's essentially a good way of looking at power. So you said your combat rating earlier on in this video in this uh, stream was a one thousand something, correct? Here, pull up your, uh, what's your power rating really quick? Pull that up for everyone to take a look at. Sure. Let me take a look here. And I'm going to compare it to mine. 1,075. 1075. Yeah. So if I look at mine right now, I'm a level 58 inside of the game. I've spent about 120 bucks, we'll say. My combat rating, so you're already Paragon 5. I'm not Paragon yet. Paragon 8. Your Paragon 8. My combat rating is 636. So I am about 400, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm about 400 behind you in combat rating. Um, I'm wondering how much of that has to do with you already maxing your character and entering Paragon versus how much that you've spent more money inside of the game than me. Do you have any insight on that and well, thoughts? Did you see your combat rating jump at any point? 
Yeah, yeah, you could you could actually tell. Um, but before that, also, there's also total resonance. If you go look at your character, and on the top there's like a yellow orb next to uh, the uh, the charm. What's that number? I don't have a yellow orb next to the charm. Wait, maybe I have to go to a different a different screen here. I'll I'll look for that. Just go um, to your yeah. Just go to your uh, to your uh, character, <clears throat> and when you look at all your gear, mine yeah. is seven fifty six. So what that does is it, it it measures your total resonance, and the total resonance is the amount of resonance that you get from the gems that you've slotted. In fact, if you want to flip back to my screen, I'll show you. Yes, sir. How this uh, how this works? Yeah, so that's right not showing for me right there. Really? You don't nope. see this yellow one right over here on top? No, no, I don't. It's not there. Maybe it's because you maybe you need to max out uh, until you maybe get there. I don't remember. I feel like I have seen it in the past. Let me check one more thing. Nope. Sure. So right over here, if you notice, there's my combat rating and all of the rest of the ratings that you can look at. But one thing that's important over here is the total resonance. And the, the, what it does is, of course, it increases your base attributes. And the base attributes is what you're wearing over here. If you take a look, those are my base attributes on all pieces of gear that I have. So specific gems will increase my base attribute or my resonance, that's what it's called now, by a lot, right? So this is why it's 756, because if you notice, certain gems will give me more resonance than others because I've upgraded them, right? So for example, this gem right here, this is a, a level 10 a maxed out gem, and it's going to give me 150 resonance versus, let's say, uh, a five-star gem or five or two out of five-star, the best gem at, at rank two gives me 110 resonance. Long story short, this resonance boosts my power. That's another way of looking at it as well. It's your resonance and then your combat rating. So those are the two things that you should look at, Echo. If you go to your, so if you just go to, I'm not sure how it works for underlevel, but if you go to your bag, right, and just take a look at your character, from there you should see on top there's a yellow orb that says total resonance. Um, and that's where mm, you can check that. Mm. Let me log back in. And Let me log back in here. And a lot of see. people, sure, some people are, are asking what is a, combat rating so a combat rating is basically a way for for the game to measure how powerful you are how, how much you can get hit and how much you hit so for example if you're running around the world and you see an enemy and their combat rating is higher than yours when they hit you it's gonna hurt when you hit them it is not gonna hurt so it's the same way backwards if your combat rating is higher than the bosses then you'll just be able to smash right through them so some people, when they go into the hell aquarium and they see that the first uh, combat rating for the boss is 420, right? That's what, that gives you a gauge of where you should be before you go into the hell aquarium. Now, the second difficulty for that boss is 1250. So this is what I'm doing. You take a look. My combat rating right now is 1075. So I need to get to 1250 before I get to that boss. And that, of course, by upgrading my gear, gems, and all and so forth. God, so yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I'm doing it. So I was looking at my profile from the top left profile picture, not from the bag. Inside of the bag, I look at the total resonance, and my resonance is 375 at this point, Nemo. So about, right. not so you quite half, but half. quite less. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah, that's, that's, actually, that's actually cool. I never, uh, never got into that part yet, but very nice. Now, I did get a question, now that we've kind of talked about what we've paid, our thoughts on if it's pay to win or not. We got this question from the chat and there's a lot more coming in, but this one is from Forrest Cannon. Scrappy, there are so many gems in the game. What are some that you should look to keep? Now, this is a, a double-edged sword of questions right here, right? Because for me, I got one of the best gems inside of the, inside of the game. It's the Phoenix of the Ashes. But if I want to get that gem to max level, it's going to be very hard to max level that without having to spend some money inside of the game. So this kind of depends on what type of player are you? Are you someone that plans on spending inside of the game or someone that is going to be completely free to play? If you are going to be a free to play player, you may be looking at some of these one star gems versus some of the five star gems. So Nemo, what are some just why don't you open up your gem shop and take people through maybe some of the best gems or gems that you think are the best inside of the game? Sure, that sounds good. Let's go to the shop and I'll show you. So the way you should look at gems, it's not about what is the best gem. It's about what you can, I mean, right now, anyway, it's funny as it sounds, how much you can afford to sort of pay for a gem, really. Because the way it kind of works is, right, you take a gem and you get it at level one or level two. And there's multiple different types of gems. But a rank one gem is not a, a best gem in any way, right? You have to upgrade it to the higher and higher level. So, for example, let's take a look at a gem. Let's take a look at this gem right here. This is a Berserker's Eye. It's a one-star gem. 
There's also another gem called Power and Command. That's a two-star gem, right? And then there is the best gem, which is a possible five-star gem. The best gems have a random star count roll on them. So when they roll, it depends basically on whatever, on your RNG, how lucky you are, whether you get a one, two, three, four, or five star. If you get the five out of five star gem, then you have the best possibility, you have the most stats out of it when you upgrade it to the max level. So this gem right here is not a five out of five. So it won't have the best ceiling for me. So if I'm able to get a five out of five and upgrade it to rank 10, because that's what you need to do, you can get the max stats out of your gem. And your goal as a player is to get all your gems to rank 10, because at rank 10, you can unlock something called gem resonance. We'll talk about that in a second, but that gives you even more ways to upgrade the gem. So if you're looking at this saying, hmm, what gem should I pick? Well, it depends because a one-star gem is a lot easier to upgrade than a five-star gem. Let's take a look at this, for example. Let's take a gem. This is a Phoenix of the Ashes. If you take a look, it's a rank two gem already. So I bumped it up already one level. It's going to require to get to rank three, another Phoenix of the Ashes plus 75 gem power. To get 75 gem power, I need to get either lucky by rolling myself a nice gem that's higher or just put these other, these like other gems, I call them at one, at one, you know, gem power each into them. So technically speaking, if I'm not lucky and I'm rolling gems that are all one gem power, I need to put 75 of those into here to get it to a rank four. And it scales. It goes higher and higher and higher. You got to get it to a rank 10, remember. So unless you have a lot of money and resources, there's no way that you're going to be able to get any five-star gem to a level 10 as a free-to-play player or even as somebody who spends a little bit of money in the game. So if you think smartly, this is not the best of ideas. Now, at the same time, these gems give you God Mode <clears throat> abilities. Like, for example, this one, it prevents fatal damage. It literally brings you back from death. <laughs> so for, <clears throat> for a PvP, this is probably the best gem. Now, there's another gem that's really cool, too. If you notice, there's a gem right here. This increases all damage you deal and movement speed. You want this gem as well. Again, a five-star gem. You upgrade it. Take a look. You're going to need a lot of gems. Now, alternatively, if you don't have those gems, what you could do is you could take a cheap gem. Like, for example, this. Uh, let's take a one-star gem. This one right here and replace it. We're going to lose a lot of stats with it. Whoa, look. <laughs> Look at all my stats go down. But if you wanted to upgrade a one-star gem, it's cheap. One-star gem, level one is just one gem. Level two is, I believe, five. Level two, then it's 10, 20, and it goes up higher and higher. At rank five on a one-star gem, you, you have to give another gem and 20. So in other words, a one-star gem at rank six is a lot cheaper to upgrade. And then you're able to get them to the highest levels like I did over here. This gem right here is maxed out. It's a 10, rank 10 gem. It's a trick shot gem. I have another one, also a one-star because it's cheaper to do. And if you notice, once you upgrade it to the max level at rank 10, you're able to go to right over here to Vic, who is the master jeweler, unlock something called gem resonance. So if you take a look, I already resonated two of my gems. In order to get gem resonance, you're going to need something called the Dawning Echo. This is what I talked about before. To get the Dawning Echo, you need to buy it. That's the only way to get it. It's 1,000 eternal orbs, and there's no other ways of getting it. So if you wanted to resonate each gem, it's going to cost you six Dawning Echoes, one for every gem that you resonate. And once you resonate a gem, you're able to increase its power even more by getting extra additional attributes once you unlock them by infusing other gems into it i hope you're still with me just two more minutes and then we're done you're gonna be pros at this <laughs> i'm with so you. when you take when you take this gem right here the one our gem our favorite trick shot gem and you want to infuse other gems into it you have to take specific other gems and put them into it like for example the freedom and devotion and then the nightmare wrath need to go into the trick shot in order to upgrade and resonate it to a higher level and what you also need to do if you want to unlock the maximum stats here is you need to upgrade those gems to a rank 10 as well so this gem is a rank five. The other gem is a rank six. I'm able to get 11 resonance. So I'm able to unlock primary attack damage increased by 3%. At 20, when I get this one to 10 and this one to 10, I'm able to increase my skill damage by 2% as well and max out my resonance for this gem. There's also another one and then I can keep going. And that's kind of how the gem stuff works. So high level, you really want to be careful. Now, you can always take the gem power out of it. Like if you infuse a certain gem, you can always use it to enhance other gems. So you're not wasting your money, but you got to be really careful about how much and what you invest into what gem. I hope everyone's still awake.
No, we're still awake here, Nemo. Thank you so much for that, breaking it down. Most people have not gotten to that part of the game yet, so I appreciate you uh, diving into it. But that is a feature in the game, gem resonance, that you cannot do unless if you pay. So that's one of the areas that people will say there's a little bit of a paywall, or, or some people would say there's a lot of a paywall if you want to get from there into there. But I've seen comments coming through the chat. It's something that I've heard other content creators say. I'm going to play, and I'm not. this is not my words, I'm quoting others. I'm going to play free-to-play, I'm going to ignore the shop, and I'm just going to play as much as I can and enjoy the game for everything that I can for free. And that's another option. No one is making you pay. If you want to be the best in your server, well then yes, you know that. Those are steps you're going to have to take. Someone brought up Genshin Impact, how it costs 200000 to make a max level character. Um... It's that type of stuff happens inside of some of these games. You just need to kind of adjust your thinking and how you want to play the game that fits your style and what you want to do. Now, another question came through from a brand new member, Candice. Thank you for your membership. I appreciate that. And she said, how can I get a warband when I can't get eight players? And warbands are essentially going to be like, as Wyatt said last week on the show, it's, it's your group of best friends. It's your people that you trust. It's the people that you're going to be sticking with. I wouldn't be throwing a warband together, and I don't know that Nemo would either, just of eight random people, because you're not going to have people that are going to be reliable for the warband. Nemo, you agree with that? Yeah, warband is basically, like Echo said, your best buds, right? So the people that play at the same time you do, on the same server that you do. So eventually you'll form those relationships and form a warband that's like particular to your level, right? That's what you want to do. You want to find people that are going to be pushing or grinding the same time in the same way that you are and then form a warband with them. If you're having uh, problems or whatever, you can always try to come down to the Scrappy Echoes Discord server. We have tons of warbands and tons of people in the community, as well as our clan family that play together. And I'm sure you'll be able to find some friends there as well. So we could try to help you that way. Yes. What do you think, Echo? I think we're very friendly Echoes. people. Happy Echoes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are very <laughs> We are this guy. We're friendly. We got some great people. Uh, the server is linked down below. And if you're on Twitch, it's in the panel. So make sure you come check us out if you want to play along with us. I have another question. Um, this one is from Enigua. My question is to grind CR. Is it best to run challenge rifts as far as you can and then do go dungeons and Elder Rifts, even if you don't have crests? And a lot of this is going to be with what the events are for the day, right? If there's a boost to running a particular rift, you may want to run that rift because you'll get more rewards, which will more quickly enhance your battle pass along the way. If you have if you have um, crests, whether they're rare or legendary, if you ask Nemo, he'll tell you, use those crests. Don't sit on crests. Use them right away. He gets mad at me if I ever have any in my bag. Use the crests. It's going to increase your power, and it's something that you need to do like bef earlier, you, you shouldn't even have them anymore. So use the crests in your Elder Rifts when you get them. Uh, it's best if you could put more than one just for a time value there. But if you only have one, you could just pop in one. Um, I personally like Mad King's Breach the best because you get 15 progression on your battle pass and it's the quickest one to get through. Is it my favorite dungeon? No, it's not my favorite, but it's the one that I can progress through the most quickly. Nemo, anything else? What are your thoughts on this and... Yeah, thoughts. Sure. So think of challenge rifts as basically a benchmark to your build, to you. It's a way for you to test your character and for you to test the power of your character. So you should be progressing through challenge rifts as you go. So as soon as you get a little bit more power, you'll be able to go up one more challenge rift. And just keep pushing them until you get to a challenge rift and it says monster, you know, difficulty too hard or you just can't beat it. If you can't beat it, don't be frustrated and continually play it. But you should try to push the challenge rift as, as far as you can because one, there's leaderboards every week, so you're going to be able to get that. Two, there are rewards the higher you go in the challenge rifts. Three, there's the enigmatic dust, which will allow you to upgrade your secondary gear slots. That's really Love important. It gives you more power. Yeah, and the leaderboards, of course, that's also very good. So you should, if you can do a challenge rift, definitely do it and get it done. Um, but I mean, it, it, they're not, they don't go hand in hand with dungeons. A challenge rift will give you some stuff, but a dungeon will also help you progress and give you XP. So you should be doing both. But if you can't push the challenge rift anymore, go to the dungeons and then start grinding your gear and your XP to get more powerful so you can push more challenge rifts. That's kind of how it works. Thanks, Nemo. And I do have another question. I want to say thank you before we get to this question, which you could read now. Thank you to everyone that's either throwing donations, memberships, or even just being here in the streams. This Immortal Podcast is something that we are doing every single week. 
Now the game is out. We're doing it every week. We have some more amazing guests lined up for you. So we're going to keep those kind of a surprise. We'll, we'll let you know a few days before the show. But uh, it's, this is where it's at. This is where you're going to want to be. And if you want Diablo Immortal guides, walkthroughs, information, fun stuff, and live streams, subscribe to my channel, Echo Gaming Diablo, or, or and subscribe to the Scrappy Academy YouTube channel. Links are all down below if you want more info and all that. And I've been live streaming both on Twitch and YouTube. Nemo, he's more of an exclusive to YouTube guy. All right, so we have this question, Nemo, um, from Sapnupaws. Puas. Only thing I'm worried about is the after level 60, which I got to really quickly. It's about a 20 to 25 hour grind, depending on how quickly you grind through it, how slow you go. Um, is that the game? Is that when the game gets repetitive? Do you think that there will be more new dungeons and more new events? So there are some things we definitely know, and there's some things that we could speculate on, right? So new dungeons typically come with new zones. Am I right, Nemo? Yep, new zones, yep. No, so if there were, unless if they change that, unless if they want to add a second dungeon to every zone, which who knows what they're going to decide to do, as it sits, any new zone is going to offer a new dungeon how often will they make new zones inside of the game i don't know will they make new zones inside of the game i don't know i don't think that that's really what the focus would be that would be a lot of work making a brand new zone for just a couple of uh, you know another hour of gameplay for players so i'm not sure that that would be the goal but you never know i'm not blizzard i don't make the game i could be completely wrong um Will, will games be repetitive? Do you think there'll be more dungeons and more events? More events? Yes. The events haven't even, at this point yet, Nemo, haven't even been unlocked yet in the game. The carriage, um, uh, the event when you're on Mount Zavane where you have to use the altars. I don't even remember what some of these are called. I haven't played. Yeah, Nemo, very good brain you have, man. You remember all this stuff. Um, it's big head. Gotta put something in there. You know? I know, I know. But there are <laughs> new events that we haven't even seen yet. Great for XP, by the way. Also, thank you, Bang, for the membership. I appreciate you. And we, we appreciate all Bang's artwork because uh, Bang Bang makes all the art for us on the Scrappy Echoes family and a lot of stuff for my and Nemo's channels. Um, but the events are going to be unlocked soon and they can always add more events. It's essentially something that happens inside of a zone that's already created a lot easier for those things to happen and be created than for an entire new zone also elder rifts they're always being changed with new modifiers remember when you put a crest in it adds a modifier to that rift so that's going to be really cool as well being able to um you know just change up what the elder rifts looks like i heard that there's that treasure goblin one i was hearing um from red where it's all treasure goblins in the rift i haven't seen it yet but I, but I really want to see that one. I, I haven't yet, though. Anything you want to add here, Nemo, regarding uh, this topic? Sure. Um, so remember, Diablo Immortal is an ARPG, a game that starts after level 60. So mm -hmm. the whole grind and, and, and to when you get to max level, that's just the beginning. It really is. So when you get to 60, you're able to unlock all of, most of the end game systems and push harder and harder, right? You have a bunch of things that, that you can do. You can do PvP. You can do PvE. There's going to be, like they said, monthly Heliquary bosses. So besides LaSalle and difficulties, there's going to be more bosses for you to do. There's going to be events. They definitely stated uh, that they're running those. So the events, the zone events that Echo is talking about, you unlock those when you get to uh, to 60 or when you get to Hell 1 is where you're able to get to those zone events. So once Echo pushes and gets to 60, gets to Hell 1, he's going to be able to do that. But there's also other zone events that they mentioned. I don't know if you, uh, Echo was on the same call with me, but they talked about that where... Uh, I, don't, I think you remember this, Echo, right? They talked about how they're going to uh, produce more events that are coming in the future. So it's not yep. going to be just like the carriage or whatever. There's going to be more stuff coming. They might even do specific events that are themed around certain things as well. They, they also said that eventually, of course, like Echo mentioned, a new zone is a lot of work, but it also comes with a new dungeon, a new character, a new mm -hmm. progression, more story levels, all of that. So that's probably something that'll come on a... Uh, on a longer basis, but there's a bunch of other stuff that's definitely coming to the game. There's, like, for example, they had a few events uh, during beta. One was the uh, something called like the the something of damnation. Damnation. Uh, it was a pretty cool event that allowed you to get extra gear for doing stuff. So remember, there's that. Of course, on top of that, there's the shadows, the immortals, all of that stuff, and apparently more PvP modes coming in the future. There's a lot of stuff planned for the game, so definitely keep that in mind. A lot is coming for sure.
Yeah, and Nemo just made a good point that I didn't think of. New zones also mean new characters, also mean new dungeons. So I wonder if when they do decide to bring a new character to the game, if it's going to have a new dungeon and a new zone with it as well, if they come like as a whole package. Also, mind you, now, I don't know if you want to play through the whole campaign again, but there's six different characters you could play. I'm seeing everyone right now, Nemo, play with this Necro, and man, I, I'm missing the Necromancer as I watch people show me their builds. I just I just miss that kind of gameplay. I do love my Barbarian, my favorite class inside of the game, but you do kind of, yeah. you know, you get to the point where you kind of want to see, maybe I want to mess around with this, so you can always make others so you can use different classes as well. Um, we got a couple of questions coming in here that I want to get to, and how about this one? John Hall. What's up, John? Welcome. I also want to take a second and thank everyone that's in the Scrappy Echoes, everyone that's in the Discord server, whether you are management, leadership roles, or just someone in there hanging out and being part of the community. We appreciate all you guys. Uh, things have really been going amazing, so thank you. And uh, Nemo, you wanted to give a, a special shout out to someone in particular? That's right. One of our uh, best, basically the admin for the server, the person that really not just helped me build, but is really doing a lot of the work in the background. AES is the admin and also a leader in one of our clans. So I want to give a big shout out to him for really helping and doing the rest of the stuff, as well as the rest of the family. Right. We have Red, we have Wadhams, we have Kitten, we have the council, mm -hmm. we have the leaders. There's so many people in this crappy echoes. I love you all. Thank you so much for being part of the community. It's just amazing to uh, be part of the crappy echoes. I love it every day. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. Nemo and I, our job is to grind this game, create content, do live streams and stuff. We couldn't do and build this family without all these people. So uh, legitimately, we appreciate you guys. So John Hall, speaking of these people, when I first start the game, can I get the battle pass right away or do I have to be a certain level? And it is not available right away, which I think is actually good, Nemo. I, I like that Blizzard makes you test, I guess you could say, the game a little bit get a feel for it before you actually you know dive into it and buy the battle pass and then maybe say oh i don't like this it gives you enough time to like say oh no i joined the wrong server i need to actually join the proper server so that i could play with my friends because so many people have made that mistake probably the biggest mistake that i've seen anyone make at all and people get frustrated about that as well so um we have another question here Another question about the Battle Pass from Jefferson Savage. Thank you for the donation, by the way, Jefferson. We appreciate that. Question before we depart. We're not leaving yet. In the Battle Pass, you have the options to rank up. Can you explain this a little bit? And this is uh, Nemo. Can you open up your Battle Pass on your screen share for me, please? And just kind of go through why someone would want to rank up. With that being said, I do not rank up my Battle Pass. I have never hit that button. It's essentially a way that you can spend. Uh, what is what? What even do you spend to rank up, Nemo? Have you ever done it? No, but it's right here. So to rank up, it's uh, eternal orbs. So no bueno. Cash uh, money. No way, I'm spending eternal orbs. Yeah, cash money. Well, so there's two things you can do, right? There's the empower battle pass and the regular one. So the empower battle pass gives you a little bit more uh, versus the regular pass. Basically, if you take a look right here, the empower pass also gives you. Uh, the the portal it gives you a bunch of stuff and it boosts you a little bit but at the end of the day really you're not losing anything by just getting the battle pass itself so i highly suggest in my opinion i mean if you want the collector's one because it gives you the extra cool stuff in there like the portal and the frame and whatever you're fine but technically speaking you just buy the battle pass and you grind it you will definitely get to i mean okay let's put it this way let's go to my battle pass i'll show you yes. so currently i'm actually capped in my battle pass so if you go to my codex let's take a look at my codex right over here notice it says full so that means that i've maxed out my battle. i've gone 33 levels in like three days so i've been grinding like there's no tomorrow right i'm paragon eight and i'm already i mean it's been three days so it's kind of wild but i've maxed out my battle pass so until i get to i believe monday is when it resets i can't put any more points into it but at the end of the mm. day the battle pass will just continually give you points and the last part of it let's go all the way to the end there is 40. So it's very reasonable for you to get to the end, very reasonable for you to get to the end within a month. I mean, to be honest with you, you'd probably get there within a week if there wasn't any battle caps or anything. And after you're done, each one of the extra levels 
gives you uh, gives you the gift of the renown. So every time you go up, it gives you even more scrap materials, which you will need. This is very important to get. And then it gives you the hills, which are super important. So yep. every level after 40. So that's kind of how it goes. And currently, like I said, I've been pushing. I'm on level 35. I never ranked up. I'm sorry, level 33. And I never ranked up anything. I just keep playing the game. So there's that. Yeah, you said exactly what I was going to say. You you don't want to, like, you, you do want to finish the battle pass, and you want to keep going. There's incentive to continuously grind through it because you're going to get those extra rewards afterward. Uh, we have about maybe 10 minutes left in this show, so I want to get to a couple more questions, starting with Maxstorm Redski. Where do you find legendary gear, legendary equipment, and where do you farm them? And I find legendary gear just from rolling through the game, um, just from going through the campaigns, playing through. Do you know any special spots, Nemo? I know that some of the featured events for the day give you an enhanced chance of finding legendary gear with the levels up. Maybe, again, you could pull that up on your screen for everyone to see. Uh, see how I'm putting you to work Dude, here, Nemo? <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's also another question I want to get to before the end. Just remind me, but this is about the clan yes. system, and it's really got important it. to talk about this. Cool. Um, so with the legendary gems or legendary uh, gear, there it's random. You get it anywhere. But there's two specific places where you can get it that's guaranteed. One, if you're running around the world and you see an orange mob, if you see an orange skull around there, when you kill that orange skull, you're going to get a legendary uh, legendary gear, a random one. Love them. You can also get legendary gear by, uh, there's a chest in Billifin and Obilofen, however you want to pronounce that. And basically what, what happens is it's a zone event and it happens on every difficulty. And I believe it's every two or three hours, it's timed. When you go there, uh, it turns this, this event into a PVP battle. And whoever wins gets the chest. Whatever team wins gets the chest. That also guarantees you a legendary, um, a legendary piece of gear. You can get some from like the immortal stuff, you can also probably get some uh, trying to join the warband. There's a, usually a warband chest, and people find it and drop it in there as well. There's a few ways of getting legendaries, but just playing the game, you, they're just going to randomly drop. Play dungeons, run around the world, kill things. They have a random chance of dropping everywhere. That's kind of how you get them. Yeah, and now you said that you had a question uh, about the clan system. So I didn't see that one. Why don't you pull it in for us, and what is it? So, okay, so there's a big issue, right? There's a few bugs that are going on in the game. So some people yeah. are complaining. There, uh, some of the bugs are normal, right? There's some uh, disconnects for Battle.net. There's maybe some things that are going on where some people are getting random crashes or reboots, little things there and here. Like there was an issue with me, for example, when I went to, uh, when I went to Challenge Rift and I hit the leaderboard, it froze my screen every time. Ooh. So there was really weird things like that. But the biggest issue here is the change to the um, the cycle of strife. So a lot of people are complaining because they're running into issues. And I hope that somebody from Blizzard is listening to this. We're definitely going to submit this. What ends up happening is this. There's a new system now with the dark clan. So you're able to take your, dark, your clan and turn it dark to go into the cycle of strife. But there is a bug now. Long story short, if you're in a clan and you're an adventurer and you're playing, and then your leader decides that they're going to turn the clan dark. You need to be at level 43. You need to finish the shadow mechanic and you need to have a signet in order to help turn the clan dark. So for example, we're playing in the scrappy echoes right now. We have a lot of people who are pushing and then some people who are not. Me, I'm a clan leader and I'm pushing, right? I'm at the point where I need to enter into the shadow stuff and start doing my shadow things. But in order for me to actually play in the shadows, join the shadow rank and do all of the activities within the shadows, my whole clan has to turn dark. But in order for my clan to, to turn dark, I need everybody in that clan to be at least level 43 so they can finish the story of the shadows, go into this lottery and get the Akiba's signet. Akiba's signet is what you need in order to turn your clan dark. I don't want to put everybody to sleep. But what ends up happening is that if people are below level 43, they're holding the entire clan back from even participating in any of the shadow activities. Before, the way it worked is you jumped in, you joined the shadows, and you as an individual shadow, shadow were able to go raid the vault, were able to go through the shadow activities, rank up, do the contracts, all of that stuff. Now, you can't do that. You have to wait for the clan to turn dark. So long story short, we had to kick everybody in our clan who's below level 43. And, and of course, we tell them, hey, once you get to level 43, make sure you participate in the Shadow Lottery, get an Akiba Signet, or maybe find someone who has an Akiba Signet, and they can invite you in the clan, and then we can get you back in. But 
that's the only way for everyone to progress. So me as a leader, I wasn't able to join the shadows and I was stuck sitting in the, in the, in the assembly downstairs and not being able to do anything. When I talked to the mysterious, uh, mysterious uh, the person over there, he just kept looping because my, the people in the clan were not at that level yet. So it stopped the whole clan from progressing. And there's a big bug. A lot of people are really uh, mad about this. And most people are mad at the leaders. Like I'm getting emails from people. I'm getting DMs like, hey, why did you kick me? I don't understand. A lot of people are really, really upset when it comes to this because they can't, they feel like, you know, they got kicked for no reason. And it's because of a bug that's going on in the game. So this big change that happened for the cycle of strife actually really had a bunch of negative effects on the adventure clans uh, and people just trying to do the shadow stuff as well. So I think that that should be fixed. There was a lot of questions about that. So I hope I explained that to everybody who asked questions. Tag me again if you have any other ones, but um, that's kind of what's going on with the, the shadows echo. Cool. And we only have a few minutes. So I want to just ask and uh, for everyone that knows, I picked up a iPad Pro, right? I'm like, oh, I need the Pro. I want to play at max settings content creator reasons, I couldn't get it to connect to my computer. I couldn't grab the footage. I tried capture cards. I tried different ways. I'm no noob at this. I typically know how to do it, but it just wouldn't work. So I actually decided to return it and play on PC, which Nemo, I never thought we'd be saying that we'd be playing this on PC, but I have, and I've been noticing from your screen share today that you have also been playing on PC. It looks great. And I've been using this controller. This is a mobile gaming corpse controller. You could actually save 10% if you use code ECHO, but a ton of different controls work. This one works flawlessly for me. No bugs whatsoever. As long as I have my controller hooked up before logging into the game, it works just fine. And I've been playing on PC and loving it. Are there bugs here and there? Yeah, but nothing crazy that I've seen. Um, plus, it's in beta, right? This is what Blizzard has put probably the least time into is the PC client because it's something they heard the community really wanted. They banged it out, they got it for everyone, and it's gonna be modified and made better over time. But I'll tell you, Nemo, during the day, I love playing on the phone, but at night, I like to just sit in front of the computer, pull out the controller and play a little bit. It's been nice. What are some things that you that have been unexpected for you, something that maybe took you by surprise, or maybe some bugs or things that are going around the community that we can just expect to get fixed over time? And then we're probably gonna be tying up the show. Yeah, a few little things, to be honest with you, on the PC, it kind of makes sense, right? There's a few little tiny bugs. There's a couple of crashes once in a while. Mm -hmm. I had to just play with the game to make sure that it got set up right. I don't particularly... Uh, it's great to have a PC port, but I don't particularly like it that much. Now, I'm using it because it's easier to use on a computer and to screen capture it. Uh, and I'm also having some issues right now with my iPad and my uh, my capture cards. So this is one of the reasons I'm doing that. But I prefer oh, to play on... Definitely prefer to play on the iPad, though, or the... Or the mobile device for sure. Yep. Now I've had some bugs on the mobile, you know, on the iPad there and here. Nothing too big, and to be honest with you, they get fixed really quickly. Uh, besides the the big bug with the shadows and the clan stuff that I'm talking about, which is like a design flaw in my opinion, uh, everything is really pretty smooth. Uh, I haven't really had too many issues uh, so far. So good, really. Echo. To be honest, I'm pretty happy with the the game. It actually runs really smooth and really nice on my iPad. Uh, I, I I love the way it runs on the Pro. So that's probably why I'm going to be playing it most. Yeah, I will say I was playing it in the Pro, and it was nice. It looked great. It was beautiful. Um, but I just didn't. For, it, it cost me 1500 bucks, man. If I can't record from that thing, I'm returning it, and I'll play on the PC. But overall, I love playing on the phone. And I'll tell you what, Nemo. This thing looks pretty cool. The Backbone. Video coming soon on this. Uh, Nemo actually has one out on his channel already if you want to check out a cool unboxing video. Mine will be out in a day, maybe two, deciding how my content's coming out. But this has been episode 26 of the Immortal Podcast. We are a weekly podcast that takes your questions into account during the show. We legit plan for 15 minutes of discussion and the rest is fueled by you. So uh, we're not scared to talk about the topics and give you our honest opinions on what is what. Nemo, you can be found in the Scrappy Academy YouTube channel. I appreciate you coming through today. Any last words before we depart? No, it's always really exciting to be here with the family. It's one of the best feelings to finally have Diablo Immortal here. And for us to run the podcast and be able to talk about it freely without, you know, wipes, without any other yeah, unknowns. We have the game. We have all the facts. We're ready to just like bite into it. 
super excited about that. Me and Echo are going to be doing a whole bunch of videos, right, on the channel. So make sure you check those out. There's some deep dives that are coming. I'm working on a few really good videos for all of you. Uh, other than that, like I said, love you all. Thanks for being here. I can't, you know, can't wait for next week. Next next week, it's going to be on, man. Um, and I just want to thank the community. You guys have been great. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you watching the videos, leaving your comments below. I try my best to keep up with them uh, and grind and record and do all of it. There's a lot going on. But that's episode 26 of the Immortal Podcast. Next week, we'll be here with you guys for episode 27. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends if you enjoyed it. Have a great day, guys. We're out of here. And be good.